0: You're listening to The 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki and I'm here with Brad. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 727, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast.
1: The Mousecapades Podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would certainly be glad to help. Just text Vicki at 636 636- Three nine five zero five four four, 544 or email her at yourstorytravel.com and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So with all the negative news in the world recently, and there's plenty of it to go around, I thought it would be a good change up if we did a series of episodes that's kind of focused on several of the Mousecapades podcast hosts. And I'm kind of calling this series of episodes, the TED Talk interviews. Uh, If you've heard of those, welcome to my TED Talk. It's kind of going to be what these are. It's all about the perspective of the particular host I'm interviewing. Uh, And now we won't necessarily be doing these consecutively or in succession, but rather working them in from time to time. So that you kind of get to know the Mousecapades host a little bit better and learn more about their love of Disney and what really drives them to help their clients experience a magical vacation. So I thought we'd kick off our first episode today in this series by interviewing my better half, your story travel guide, and Mousecapades podcast host, Vicki Black. Now, Vicki, you have no advanced knowledge of these questions I'm going to ask you because I wanted to get your unplanned reaction and answers to these questions. So... Are you ready to get
0: started? I'm a little nervous when it comes to you being so secretive.
1: Okay, I promise it won't be anything earth shattering. These questions might make you pause and think a little bit, nothing really wild. So we'll go ahead and get started. Question number one, what is your first memory of a Disney character or a Disney movie and how old were you at the time?
0: I've watched Disney movies my whole life and I can think back in time for to really, really, when I'm young. But the first one that sticks out is my mom always teased me. I went with a boy that she babysat. It wasn't a date. I was eight years old and Pete's Dragon was the movie. But I got to go to a movie theater to see a Disney movie. And that was a big deal for my family. Um, we weren't broke. but We just didn't go to the movie theater a lot. Um, we've gone to the movie theater much more um, as a family than I did. Um, We watched a lot of the Disney movies on TV, The Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday Nights. Um, That was big for my mom. That's the first one, like Pete's Dragon. That is one that I remember well. I'm trying to think before then, and I don't know that one specifically sticks out. I just remember that one was a big deal because my mom put my nice clothes on me, and I went with this family to watch Pete's Dragon at the movie theater.
1: That's a good one. I wouldn't have predicted that one.
0: No, I don't think that anyone would predict that one because it's kind of obscure.
1: Yeah, I remember Pete's Dragon. I don't know that it was one of my first though, but again, I was kind of like you. We didn't have much going on in the way of TV when I was growing up. You got the big three channels and that was it. And going to the movies was a huge deal.
0: Right. It's still a huge deal. They don't go to the movies now.
1: Yeah, that was the first question. Not too bad. It's a good answer. Okay, next one. This one's a little more tricky. When you were growing up, did you take trips to Disneyland or Disney World? If so, how often did you go? And if not, then how were you exposed to Disney? Like, was it mostly through TV shows, Disney movies or TV specials or something else?
0: We did not go to Disneyland or Disney World. Again, um, we were not destitute, but we took vacations, Um, we went to school year round. So we went to school nine weeks and we're off three weeks. So we tried to take vacations during those times and our budget would have not allowed us to do that had we have gone to Disneyland or Disney World. So our vacations were to the Lake of the Ozarks and many of the listeners have heard me talk about Branson, Missouri, which I still recommend. Uh, We go there too, you know that. We've been going there since Kaylee's been a baby together. So um, no, I did not go at all. My exposure to Disney was merely because my mom was raised on the wonderful world of Disney and on Sunday night, and that was just something that we did as a family. Um, I do remember, I want to say I was six or seven, that I got a Minnie Mouse and my brother Jamie got a Mickey Mouse under the tree from Santa Claus. And But all the Disney movies that we saw were, of course, on television. We did have cable, um, but I don't remember the Disney Channel until our kids were little, our personal children. So... Anything I saw had to have come on primetime television for for Disney. But I remember Walt coming on there. And at that time as a child, I didn't realize that he was passed away because he came on every Sunday and introduced the movies. And I just knew someday I would like to meet that man just because he was so entertaining.
1: Yep. I remember Wonderful World of Disney, too. Watched it every Sunday night when it was on. Because it was one of your three channels. Exactly. Cause it was on one of the big three so if it's on one of the big three i could watch it so oh next up what is your favorite disney movie
0: and why so um i do think the listeners have heard me say this before my favorite disney movie there's so many that i love but i have a specific memory of going to the movies again going to the movies was such a big deal and at some point in my childhood the dollar movie came out and so I got to go to the movies more but I do remember taking a um, trip with my grandma by myself which I stayed with my grandma a lot but it was a big deal to go to the movies with her and she took me to see Beauty and the Beast and I was older I'm trying to think when Beauty and the Beast came out I think I was home from college and it just was a fond memory for me with her and then for Christmas that year because you know I was old enough to be not playing with dolls she bought me a bell doll which is in our basement in a Rubbermaid container and still in the box because you don't take that stuff out of the box it's for memories only so it's just down there rotting in a Rubbermaid container when somebody could be playing with it but that was just a neat time for me to spend with my grandma making memories seeing that movie
1: Hmm, that's a good one good one all right moving right along what life lessons did you learn from your favorite disney movie speaking of your favorite disney movie any life lessons you took away from beauty and the beast
0: um i'm not sure that i mean i was older at that point but i think it's a good reminder from that movie that you can't judge a book by its cover just because the beast was grumpy and he didn't look spectacular he really did have a heart um sometimes for me especially as a teacher I can't judge a student by past information or what I think they appear to be like. I have to dig into things myself and discover their personalities. And a lot of times, um, a lot of times I can find the good in everybody. Um, sometimes I frustrate myself not being able to do that, but I just realize that I'm only human and I can only do so much.
1: I think you're very gifted at that,
0: <laughs> unlike me.
1: Oh, I
0: don't seem to have that knack. Well, that's just not the gifting that God gave you.
1: It is not, unfortunately, which that's one of the things I like most about you is that you do look deeper. There's always something more at play, usually to explain what might be going on. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a good life lesson from that movie. Great one, actually. A little left turn here. If you could be one Disney character for a week, which one would it be and why?
0: So does it have to be a cartoon character in real life? Just Disney. Okay, so I would want to be Princess Mia from The Princess Diaries. Cause I loved when they gave her the makeover, you know, they gave her a face makeover, a hair makeover, and then she got to try on all these clothes. They did her nails. I don't think I would want to do it more than a week cause pampering would be, it's not my thing. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like to be pampered at all. I'm saying, it would be a little overwhelming for me after a while but i think it would be fun to be a princess for a week and um and i loved that she was able to take the good that she was prior to knowing she was a princess and do good for others and that is something that i strive to do not always successful again but i do try to help others be successful
1: and in that particular case it's about using your your position and your power for the greater good
0: exactly i love that she didn't let it go to her head
1: yeah. In your opinion, who is the scariest Disney villain and why?
0: I think that lady, um, it's played by Susan Sarandon in Enchanted. Speaking of which, there should be Disenchanted coming very soon this fall. Yes. Um, that's probably one of the scariest villains that I remember. I know Cruella Deville's eyes are kind of crazy in the cartoon version of 101 Dalmatians. But I still think that the dragon that they make Susan Sarandon turn into, even the old lady giving the apple, is the makeup and everything that they did on her with her teeth. She didn't even look like herself anymore. And that would be something that would cause me to have bad dreams. That's what I, that's what I think of when I think of a villain, something that's going to make me have a bad dream.
1: Okay, yeah. I thought you would have gone with somebody like Ursula.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't have a real attachment. I like that movie, and I really liked it when um, the local theater did a play, the musical. But um, she's just ugly to me. I don't think she. don't think of her as a villain. I just think her as a mean person.
1: Okay, she's just an ugly mean person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right. Next question: What are three positive things Disney makes you feel?
0: So Disney makes me feel like a kid even though I know I'm an adult, it helps me be creative and allows me to use my imagination. a good one. A lot of times life is too realistic and I think that that's why Disney's so great because I can still be my teachery self at Disney World and I know you guys think I'm a whack job when we go to the parks and I say hi to other people's kids or whatever or I see them doing something and I think it's cute, I comment on it or whatever. Um, but I think that's one of the best parts of my job is greeting people and getting to know kids. Mm -hmm. Disney allows me to do that. And I don't mean in a creepy way. I just love getting to know different kids and try to figure out their personalities and stuff.
1: Those are definitely good answers. So next question. What is your favorite Disney character? And a sub question is what qualities do you admire about that character? And do you know anyone in real life who also has those qualities?
0: There are too many Disney characters for me to have one favorite. However, as a child, I admired Pollyanna, played by Haley Mills, because here was this little girl who was raised as a missionary uh, pastor's daughter, who clearly did not have a lot of money. and. Had never had store-bought anything. Everything that she had was given from charity. Sadly, her parents passed away, which we all know is part of Disney movies. And she was left to her aunt, who was quite wealthy, because um, her mom's family was wealthy. And she got to go and live there. And she was able to transform an entire town into looking for the good in everything, mm-hmm. including the pastor of that town. Um he was letting one person control him and she just talked to him in general in her little self, you know, little personality and made, gave him something to think about. Now, if I know somebody like that in real life, there's a little girl, I won't say her name cause I, I could get in trouble, but I would say there's a little girl in my class who is very much like this character. Like she just wants to see everybody smiling and I have a lot of excitable friends and some friends that make some bad choices in my class. And she will come over and just randomly give me a hug or scratch my back because she thinks that that's gonna fix everything and make things better. Or she'll tell me a funny joke or something. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say she's probably the closest to that character that of a person that I know. There are a lot of people that try to be positive for me, but I feel like I try to be positive especially I love you, but you are very pessimistic. No objections to that. And Kaylee is too, and so I feel like sometimes I'm like that. And even Joey doesn't always see the positive side of everything. And I'm just like, we have to find the positive because we are blessed and have a lot of great in our lives. And so we shouldn't always try to find the bad.
1: Well, I think you struggle to come up with a real life example because I believe you are this person that you're describing.
0: I think you are Pollyanna. Well, I strive to be Pollyanna, but I don't think that I quite make her uh, cover the amount of people that she did.
1: Oh, I think you do. Well, I appreciate that. I think you do. Um, Unlike me and Kaylee Black, who do not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can. It's just that sometimes I'm just like, really?
1: It does not come natural. I tell you that right now. It does not.
0: And I know everybody's gifted differently, so that's what made the world that's what makes the world go round. All
1: right. Next question. Is there any single event or experience that sparked your love of Disney? Or is it just really collectively over time, just the little things about Disney that really just made you fall in love with it?
0: I've always loved Disney and I always hoped that I would get to go there, kind of like the same thing that my mom said when we took her to Disney for the first time. But I think really the first thing that, or the thing that clinched it for me was when you, when we went in 2009, it was your first time and Kaylee's first time and Joey's first time. And even though I had only been there for a day to sing in college, I had been there before. So I knew what the castle looked like. And even though it had been a while, I remembered it, but to see it through your eyes as a family was something amazing for me. And also that was our first time taking a trip, just the four of us. And I don't mind going with other people, not other families or even with my own family. It's just, I think it was a chance for us to bond as a family Mm -hmm. and it was a new start for our family, I think, and now we like to share it with other people because I think It meant so much to us as a family. We had such amazing trips when the kids were in more of their formative years, like early teens, preteen and early teens. Mm -hmm. And I think it really helped us. Now we still had the normal teenage issues, but I feel like we had open communication with them because we had those family vacations together. That's just how I think of it anyway.
1: Yeah. And those first castle moments are not limited. I mean, those are popular. Lots of people have those. And it's, you just can't really describe it until you see it the first time. It's kind of hard to put it into words.
0: Right. And hopefully the listeners have gone and watched my mom's because since then, that's just reminded me more and more why we love Disney. Because here's a woman that didn't think she'd ever get to go and then did and she had a even better reaction than I even imagined in my mind that she would have
1: yeah it was really good
0: yeah it was very cool all
1: right this one's a little bit of a long question but hopefully it makes sense so a lot of people love the Disney parks because they provide a distraction from all the difficulties, struggles, and problems of everyday life. So do you agree with that reasoning or do you think there's something bigger at play when it comes to the popularity of Disney parks? Like, is it just the getaway and being in the bubble or is there something else really going on when it comes to the Disney parks?
0: I don't think it's just the bubble itself, although that is very awesome, which is why we tell everybody that they should stay on property because definitely, and we know that you can be near Disney property and still feel like you're in the bubble. But if you go to Disney Springs and just visit the resorts and stuff like that, um, I just think it makes you feel good. The staff there, even with all the things that I know are going on right now and their pay is not that great, the staff want you to be have a good time. And so, like I said before, it helps you feel like a child even when you're not a child, helps you make your dreams a reality. It's really hard to put into words. I mean, we said that to my mom before we took her. But until you've gone there, I don't think it's because you're just trying to get away from Because your difficulties and struggles and problems will still be there when you get out. It just makes us happy all the time. Like, somebody wants to talk Disney with us. Me, especially, I know. But even Kaylee, I've heard people talk to her at school about it. And, like, your whole demeanor changes. And you don't even know it. Um, I tend to be upbeat most of the time, anyway. I try to act silly to gain my kids' attention and stuff like that. But somebody says Disney, and it just like makes me put a smile on my face.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it too is, I mean, it's Disney himself. I think, like Walt Disney himself. I mean, when I'm going to the parks now, I mean, I don't think of, I don't think of Michael Eisner or Bob Chapek. That's why I'm going. But I do think of Walt Disney because he's etched in everyone's mind of this is his creation. Right. I think that has a big part of it. Um, I don't know. I think he was larger than life that way. And so even though he's long gone at this point, I think his influence still spans and continues. I think it's far reaching and it will continue to be. I don't know. I think there's just something about that about him as a person that really draws people all right a few more questions these shouldn't be too bad but they're a little bit more off the beaten path so is there a disney attraction that everyone raves about that you think is just okay and if so which one and why
0: so i know a lot of people think that when you go to the magic kingdom one of the things that you have to do is ride the Tomorrowland Speedway. We grew up with Six Flags in Missouri, and I know you had Six Flags in Georgia, and they had cars that were similar to that. And I do not get why people think that is an attraction that you have to visit. People
1: will stand in that line for hours.
0: I know. To ride that ride. And that is one I do not get, honestly. So when they were mutterings of the fact that they were gonna take that out completely when they put in Tron, there were people that were just astounded. Why? Why would they? it's not carousel progress, it's not the teacups, it's not Dumbo. I don't understand what the beef was at all. And I'm sorry, I hope I'm not offending anybody. I'm not intentionally trying to do that, but that is one ride that I can walk by every time and not be sad that I didn't ride it.
1: Yeah. Or if you're gonna keep it repurpose it into something cars themed i mean keep the keep it about automotive still but make it themed to cars right
0: well it doesn't even have to be cars i was thinking about this and i think i talked about it with joey i'm not sure but what about the whole wreck it ralph vanellope thing oh yeah that it too. could make those cars look like candy yeah and it would make it a little more exciting still i don't think that i would wait in two and three hour line to ride it but I really do not understand the attraction to that ride.
1: I think that one is so old. I think the thing is the purists are just diehards. They, they don't want to see it change. Maybe so. I guess that's what that one is, but I agree with you on that one. I, I don't get that. I mean, even when our kids were at the age where they would have still been into that, they weren't about riding that ride or waiting in that line It just wasn't a draw for them, nor for us. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Okay. To each his own, I guess. That's okay. Next question. If you could stay in one Disney park alone for one full night, which one would it be and why?
0: This may surprise you. I would stay at Epcot. And that is because of all the water features. And I just think that they're, you know, we we joke about sleeping with a sound machine, but I think that just water, the fountains and all the water that runs there and the little um, lagoon thing, all of that is very peaceful. And I think it would be fun to just walk around and listen to the sounds of the evening in that park.
1: Plus you wouldn't have to look at the barges because it's at night.
0: <laughs> well, you can still see them. That's true. <laughs> next one
1: what are three of your biggest disney park pet peeves now this can be anything from what guests do in the park the parks themselves whatever three biggest disney park pet peeves
0: what do you think well one is and i know that they're still trying to work out the kinks but i don't overall like the genie plus system i feel like it was a disservice And it takes away from some of the magic that we had before. Even when we had Fast Passes and we planned them 60 days out, it wasn't, this just seems like so much more work to do it. And I know that people will say, oh, I like the spontaneity, but people are not liking the spontaneity of um, getting up at 7 a.m. and hoping that they get the ride they want and hoping it used to be you were guaranteed your three fast passes and now i've listened to tons of vlogs and tons of podcasts and that's not even the case anymore they feel like if you got two rides that you wanted you should be happy Mm -hmm. i disagree um pet peeves i don't like to encourage our daughter to be negative but i do not care for the fact when people are at the fireworks and they wait until the fireworks start and they put their children on top of their shoulders because it is blocking the view of everybody else. And I think that's inconsiderate.
1: Yeah, because even if you were to hold them not on top of your shoulders, they're still gonna have a better vantage point in most cases than
0: the people around them. Right. And I think this has been taken care of now, but one of my pet peeves was people that would get the electronic scooters because they were trying to get on rides faster Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I think I had such a hard time when I had to have one medically I didn't want people to think that I was just trying to buck the system Um, there are people that genuinely need those now I don't I have two brand new knees so I don't have to worry about that and I hope I don't have to for a very very long time but I just don't understand why people think they need to cheat the system it's just not how I think. And so it's a pet peeve of mine. When when you're trying to, to cheat somebody, that's why things get changed. Just like this week in the news, we talked about now guests are having to show their, that they have an uh, annual pass on their My Disney Experience because people were taking pictures of it and sharing with people so they could use it for their discount. Oh. Um, just don't do that.
1: Yeah. It's just it's going to make the prices go up for everybody. Right.
0: It's just we need to be honest. I don't know where the values in our country. We are so blessed in this country. I tell my students that all the time when they complain about silly stuff about I know you don't always like school and I know we're all sad that we're still in school and tomorrow's going to be June. But there are kids in other countries that would trade places with you in a heartbeat because it's decided for them when they're five years old. Oh, you seem smart enough. You get to go to school. You don't seem so bright. So you're going to the field and you're going to the, fa- the factory. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And those are the things that I wish everybody would think about when they're trying to cheat the system. Yeah. Think about those people in the other countries that can't cheat the system because, you know, we're given so much anyway as a country. We should just be grateful for that. Instead, I feel like we're just striving to do more, get more. How much more can we have? It's, it's really not all about us because when we die, we can't take it with us. And I know that's hard for people to believe. And some people don't believe the same as I do, but I don't know. Again, I just want to make this place a better place. I know I work with people that call me Susie Sunshine because it drives them crazy. But I truly believe that's what we're supposed to do. Try to make the world a better place, not a worse place to live.
1: I mean, a lot of people can believe a lot of things, but I think one of the most universal things is you don't get to take it with you. Yeah, <laughs> That is pretty universal. I don't care what you believe. So yeah, and I know this interview is not about me, but my one biggest pet peeve in the parks is modeling inconsiderate behavior for children. Adults that model inconsiderate behavior for children. It is true. You know, the fights break out because the people just can't get along for five minutes in a line. Really, people? Okay. And we want to know why we have some of the issues we have. So
0: yeah, everything's a competition now. And um, we had that discussion today at school. I'm like, if we can't get along, then we need to go inside because, you know, you're not going to win at everything you do. Somebody has to lose. So what we're all winning today because we're having fun outside instead of being in our classroom. Yeah.
1: Next question. What's your guilty pleasure theme park food that you know you should not eat, but you can't help yourself
0: once you're in the park? The popcorn from the German pavilion topped with its caramel corn, but it's not topped with regular caramel. It's topped with Werther's original caramels. Yes, it is. And I know it is not the least calorie food, but it is definitely, and I feel so guilty. Like, I know I shouldn't eat it. And then my stomach gets sick and I'm like, what were you thinking? But it's so good.
1: It is good. I mean, I have to watch what I eat, but it is good. I will have at least some of it every now and then. Uh, It's just too good to pass up.
0: I know. And so even when we were full, I went and got a bag so we can eat it later (laughs) because you just... You can't get it anywhere else. There is nowhere else that makes the popcorn except for in the German pavilion with where there's original. It's it's pretty killer. So that's how I compensated in my mind. Yeah.
1: Okay, next question. What's the one thing from the parks that you will never buy yourself because it's either too expensive or you won't use it, but you would like to have it?
0: Oh, I would love to have those fun, decorative buckets for the popcorn. But as my daughter reminds me, why? Why do I want those? Where are they going to go? Again, back to the, you can't take it with you. So, and I really don't have that much longer to teach. So having these fun buckets is, you know, what it was the purpose of them? And so they're too expensive to buy. I mean, I know it's fun. And we always do buy the popcorn bucket because they've, uh, sucked you in right away when you found out that you know it's only two dollars to refill it yeah and the popcorn is good and it is a lower calorie snack of course true um but yeah that would probably one of the things that i won't i just won't do it as cute as they are i just can't make myself do it (laughs) that's
1: funny now if you could experience one disney attraction with walt disney himself which one would you choose and why
0: hmm Being that we're a musical family, I probably would want to experience either the Tiki Room or the Country Bears Jamboree because they're music related and ask him where he came up with these ideas just because they're so unique. And I know some people think they're cheesy and that's okay that you think that's cheesy. Um, But for some of us, that was our childhood. Mm -hmm. And he was far beyond his time. Like those animatronics were in the 70s. And yes, we laugh at it now, but honestly, it was amazing for the time. And just where did he get these ideas?
1: Yeah, my answer is similar. I would love to just walk through one man's dream with him.
0: And have him talk to you about it and talk about everything
1: in there. That
0: would be awesome.
1: Where were you when you developed this? Where were you when this idea came to your head? Right. How did you come up with this? Just all the stuff. I would love to just spend hours walking through that with him. So it's along the same lines as you. You wanna know, like, how'd you come up with this? It's, it's that kind of stuff.
0: So, I, I mean, and I know there are historical things we could go and research it, but it's not the same as hearing it from him. Correct.
1: All right, last question on our episode today. What are one or two things that are on your Disney bucket list that you have not yet done?
0: A Disney cruise, it's a good one. I'm so cheap that I just, it hurts my heart to think about. And I know it's wonderful. I've heard, I've seen, heard from people. I've seen it on videos and I've seen pictures. Um, I just can't make myself do it.
1: So Disney Cruise would be it?
0: That would be my number one. Um, the other thing, we're going to actually live out this fall because we're going to stay at the Polynesian.
1: Mhm.
0: And that was something that I always said that I would like to do, stay there one or two days, just for the experience. I mean, I know it's expensive, and um, but I mean, I feel like we work hard all year long and we're not staying there the whole trip, but we're using it as our down days to like chill at their gorgeous pool and just enjoy the amenities of that resort.
1: Yeah. I think one of mine would have to be visit or attend one of the overseas parks at least once.
0: That's funny because um, this afternoon some of my uh, former second graders that are fifth graders. They've only got a couple days left at our school and they wanted one more afternoon with Mrs. Black just being goofy and so they were talking to me and they all started talking at once and I'm like, good night I am leaving the country. And they're like where are you going? Can we go with you? And I said, if we're leaving the country, we're going to Paris Disneyland, Disneyland Paris and then one of them was like, that's a thing? Can we really go? (laughs) But yeah, that would be cool. And I know you want to go out of the country. I just want to make sure that things are a little in a different place for right now. Because I feel like our nation right now doesn't feel very secure to me. Yeah.
1: Well, that's all my questions, Vic. That was a good one. You had some good answers. I made you think about some of them. You did make me think.
0: So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I hope this was enjoyable for you. Um, I was kind of on the spot in some places. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text me, Vicki, at 636-395-0544 or email us at YourStoryTravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation.
1: Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for the latest Disney rumors and news. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast.
0: Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends.